Hi, this is Perry, and you're listening to The Beauty Brains for Tuesday, September 23rd, 2014. Hello and welcome to The Beauty Brains. I am your host, Perry Romanowski, and with me, as always, my co-host, Randy Schuler. How's it going, Randy? Hey, Perry. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, it's a it's a fabulous day today. I'm just uh, eagerly awaiting the uh, uh, the arrival of the Russians. Wait, 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 wait. Have you have you heard something that I haven't? What's going on? No, no. It turns out I was contacted uh, through email. It's, it's funny how you get contacted through email by people who you don't even know. <laughs> uh, so and uh, they were they're doing a documentary about cosmetics for Russian TV. <laughs> And uh, somehow they found out that I was an expert in cosmetics and the formulation of them. And so they arranged it to set up a, uh, they're sending one of their uh, film guys here to, to my place in Chicago. And uh, we're going to do a little interview. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. R- Russian TV is sending a film crew to your house to interview you. Yeah, well, that's what they said. <laughs> It seemed, it seems legitimate, That's, right? It, no, it seems like a ploy to get, gain a foothold in Chicago. I think <laughs> I don't trust them. <laughs> oh come on, they they seem nice enough. Yeah, you're right. What could possibly go wrong? Or ex- exactly. Um, well, that's cool. That's cool. Congratulations. Well, yeah, my 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 wife is a little suspicious of it. <laughs> well, here's the tip: just don't have the Russian camera guy clip his toenails, and I think she'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So we have a big show today, huh? We got uh, our beauty science uh, news show today, huh? We do, but uh, we're gonna kick things off uh, with a new game. Oh, a, a new game, huh? Yeah, we'll give this a try. I um partly because I, I just feel bad. <laughs> Where we kind of ended up with, you know, some of our other games. So we're going to just try something brand new today. I call this one Improbable Products. All right. All right. Now here's how this works. I'm intrigued. I will describe three new beauty products. Two are real products. One is made up. And you have to pick the fake one. Now this is, by the way, this is nothing at all like beauty science or bull****. <laughs> no, not not even similar. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you game for this? No pun intended. Uh, I am game. Let's, uh, this, does this get added to my statistics? Or the <laughs> no, no, that's that's the beauty. We're starting over. All right, excellent. All right, so here's how this works. I'll describe each product for you. I'm not going to give you the real name, but I'll describe the product. Sure. All right, so here we go. Which of these is not an actual product that you can buy today? Number one, old people soap. A soap bar designed especially to neutralize the body odor produced by the elderly. It's a necessity for nursing homes. All right. Number two, pig perfume. A fragrance for dogs, which uses pig pheromones to curb excess barking. It's the safe, muzzle-free alternative. And number three, eggshell sunblock. A chemical-free lotion that uses crushed eggshells to block UV light for a sunburn-free experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I have to say... um, since you did make one of these up, you've done an excellent job <laughs> because they were all very good. Um, 
Well, okay, so we get the old people soap, we get mm -hmm. the pig perfume, and eggshell sunblock. Yeah. Uh, I I could see the old the old people soap. Uh, it seems like a niche that uh, a marketer would be willing to fill, mm -hmm. and it seems like a plausible enough uh, uh, plausible enough. So I think that one's probably real. Very good. The pig perfume uh, for your t to keep your dog from doing something. Um, <laughs> from barking, right? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm a little suspicious of that one. Mm -hmm. um, and then the eggshell sunblock, because um, eggshells, I guess they can make them tiny like titanium dioxide. They block the sun. I, I, you know what? I, I think, uh, I think you have a dog. <laughs> and so you probably stumbled onto the pig perfume. So I think the fake one is going to be the eggshell sunblock. Eggshell sunblock. All right. Are you doing your little thing where chance guesses as well? Or <laughs> let's, uh, let's see what chance says. Um, and do a little card shuffle. All right. And chance says, ah, the old people's soap is the fake. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, let's start with the old people's soap. Uh, that is actually real. So chance is wrong in this case. It's Take a, that chance. It's a product called Mire's Purifying and Deodifying and Deodorizing Body Bar, and it supposedly counteracts uh, nonanol, which is a foul-smelling aldehyde given off by some of us as we age. So that is a real product you can buy today. The second one, pig perfume is also real. <laughs> it's, <Of course. laughs> it's called Stop That Noise, uh, and it's based on the fact, and this was a surprise to me as well, but the, the fact that the smell of male pigs has a remarkable calming effect on dogs. Who knew? Really? Yeah. Huh? Uh, and that means that the eggshell sunblock is not real, but the idea is. So I based this on a, uh, a study that... that uh, showed researchers found that wild bird eggshells contain certain pigments that block UV radiation from reaching the, the embryo inside the shell. And they actually speculate that these could be replacements for titanium or zinc oxide. Of course, I guess we would have to decimate the wild bird population to get them, but whatever. Uh, it is so, <laughs> so in theory, it could work, but that is not a product today. So you win the first game of Improv improbable products hey, congratulations i love this i love this game <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, uh, very clever uh egg experience <laughs> very that's, clever description uh, there just wait till the ruskies hear about this one huh? <laughs> yeah you know for that interview you'd think i would have asked them for questions or something that they're gonna ask nah, don't bother wow uh, there you go uh, so, hey, before we get to uh, talk about beauty science news, uh, I have an announcement to make. Oh, do you? Yeah. Re remember how you've been trying to get a sponsor for the show? Um, you know, yeah. you, you tried mentioning a couple times that you eat Tostitos for breakfast, but that's... Tostitos? And Drink Diet Dr. Pepper? Right. That didn't really go anywhere. Dr. Pepper didn't go anywhere. So you tried a couple of these product placements that didn't really work out. Well, today I'm announcing that I have found us a sponsor. Get out of here. Yeah, well, it's, it's not exactly the most new and exciting product, but they did agree to sponsor the show if we play their radio ad. Really? Yeah. So, uh, so without further ado, it's time for a word from our sponsor. You know, I always did think that Life Boy Health Soap got me extra clean. But I never knew how right I was till the doctors came along and actually proved it. 
Yes, it's true. After comparing the effects of daily baths with different soaps, these doctors made this amazing statement. Actually, you're cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. Something to think about, isn't it? Well, the answer is simple. Life Boy does more than just remove the grime and perspiration you can see. Life Boy is more effective than any other leading soap against invisible dirt that can form a foothold for B.O. Life Boy gets you even cleaner than the eye can see. After 820 scientific tests, these doctors say that Life Boy's purifying ingredient makes the difference. And this same purifying ingredient actually makes Life Boy milder, safe even for a baby's tender skin. So enjoy a refreshing Life Boy bath every day. You like Life Boy's creamy rich lather, its wonderful mildness. Get Life Boy tomorrow. So you know it's a good soap when there have been 820 scientific tests. Like, <laughs> don't you think, like, after, you know, 500 tests, the guys in the lab would be like, seriously, are we done with the soap bar yet? I wonder, yeah, I, how did they count 820 <laughs> tests? So, wow. I don't know. And I like that I like that guy's voice, too. I wonder if he was a smoker. <laughs> He might have done some cigarette commercials back in the day. So anyway, there, that's uh, that's our word from our sponsor. So. Well, nice going on uh, obtaining that Life Boy, <laughs> Life Boy soap sponsorship. Wow. All right. Shall we uh, move on to beauty science news? Let's do that. Excellent. You want to kick things off? Yeah, okay. You know, I was stumbling around, and I saw this uh, story. You you ever have any pets when you were growing up? Sure, all the time. Like like lizard pets? <laughs> I did actually did have a chameleon at one point. Did you? Mm-hmm. Well, that's fascinating. You, and that chameleon, would he, like, change colors to match his surrounding? Uh, it was the 70s, and I was wearing paisley, and it gave him a heart attack when I tried, so not really, no. <laughs> uh. Well, it's. I also had actually my brother had a chameleon, which sadly got out of his cage and was eventually eaten by one of our cats. But <laughs> yay for the but cat! For a time, we had this chameleon, and it would it, it always it would get on a leaf and it would like turn green, and it would get on like the ground, which was sort of this brown mm-hmm. mossy, and it would turn brown. Very cool. And it was blending in, right? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Nope. What? Just, <laughs> what? It turns out I'm remembering that wrong. It's totally a myth that a chameleon blends into their surroundings. But I, I that's thought why they, well, I thought this was true. No, no, that's that they don't they don't change color to match their surroundings. They their color change it well according to uh, to these these scientists. Their color change is a result of their mood changes, or they're trying to signal something uh, to. Uh, to another chameleon or a chameleon or something. It's it's not that they they don't change colors to match the color around them. Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, but I would think this would this would be kind of a cool uh, uh, makeup idea, right? If you could get a chameleon changing makeup that changes color with your mood, right? Sort of. Uh, it's mood, it, it's mood makeup. It's a good idea. You're a little bit late to the party with that. There are a couple of products on the market that you know claim to do that there's the um smashbox's o glow blush and then there are a couple of lip glosses both of which make claims about changing color you know allegedly with your mood we've blogged about these in the past it's actually 
a pH change when you apply the product. Uh, I think they use the dye Red 27, which goes from kind of an orangish to a pinkish reddish color as the pH changes. So they blame it on mood, but it's just like the chameleons. It's not really what they tell you that's making the color change. Right. Wait, so when your mood changes, your pH of the skin changes? <laughs> it's not related to mood. When you apply the product... Okay, good God, yes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, these... Uh, actually, these... You know, the little... Uh, chameleons have these little uh, color molecules in their skin. And each of those... Mo each, each of those little spheres that hold the color molecules are hooked up to the chameleon's nervous system. And hmm. so they can actually... Well, their brain actually controls the color that their skin turns. It's really quite fascinating. Yeah, very much so. Uh, you know what All else right. I find fascinating? What's that? Celebrities. Oh, doesn't everybody? Do you know? <laughs> do you know what Cameron Diaz, Matthew McConaughey, and Bradley Cooper have in common? Is it that movie American Hustle? <laughs> Good guess, but no. Uh, they apparently don't use deodorant because of the toxins that deodorants contain. What? So, yeah. So this, I read this, actually, this was in a press release from the soft and dry folks. So um, there's, so here's the pitch, right? They're saying that these celebrities don't wear deodorant, but you don't have to be stinky like them because there's a new soft and dry product. And there, there's something off about this, the way this product idea is set up. So see if you, if you can figure this out with me, but it's, uh, the product is soft and dries new aluminum free deodorant, which they say is a safe alternative with fewer chemicals that goes gently on any skin type. So do you, you see what I'm getting at here in terms of a disconnect? Um, so it's got no chemicals and is going to block odor. Well, it's not that it's no chemicals. It's fewer chemicals, whatever that means. But it's an aluminum-free deodorant. Oh, all deodorants are right. aluminum-free. <laughs> I mean, yeah, antiperspirants. Exactly. And it goes back to this perpetual confusion between antiperspirant and deodorant. So if you just want to stop odor, you wear a deodorant. It doesn't contain the aluminum salts that plug, uh, plug your pores under your arms. It has nothing to do with sweat stoppage. It just fights odor. An antiperspirant contains those aluminum salts that work against wetness. Two different product types. One is an over-the-counter drug, one is not. But it seems like soft and dry is sort of taking advantage of the fact that people don't really know that. And they're implying here, oh, well, I can buy their aluminum for deodorant and it'll take care of me. It'll keep me dry. And, you know, they don't say this, but the implication is it's going to do all those great things for me. When in reality, it's just a deodorant. Right. Wow, so that is a, yeah, it's a little shifty well, marketing. It there. is. I mean, not only are they promoting chemophobia by saying it's better because it has fewer chemicals, but it's misleading because it implies that an aluminum-free deodorant will do the same thing as an aluminum-based antiperspirant will, you know, which it won't do. So, shame on these guys. Yeah, I I wonder if they're allowed to say that in Europe, for example, because Europe uh, has a, actually banned the the free from claims. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, it just says it has fewer chemicals, so I'm not sure if that falls under a no, free-from claim. No, but if you said it was, uh, it said aluminum-free. Oh, right? that it's free-from. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think you could say that. I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I, although, I, I wonder, why don't they just say that they're, like, uranium-free or something? Those free-from claims really, really bug me. Hey, there was a news uh, a 
cosmetic innovation news stories making uh, the rounds. Uh, it was probably a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how these I don't know how these college students uh, got their story into like every internet website and news <laughs> story, but they did. Boy, they must have some good. PR person, but uh, did you hear about this one? The uh, date rape nail polish. Oh yeah, that detector? that was all over the place. I, I, first of all, um, kudos to them to getting so much press for a product that they didn't even make. Well, right? this you know this was what was confusing to me because at first glance, everything I saw made it sound like you know this is a done deal. You can go and get this today, and what a great thing, and it's it's going to protect women. You know, it's wonderful. But you read the article; it doesn't exist yet. Right. It's just it was just an idea that they had. <laughs> they, they, it's it's I mean, it's, a, it's like you and I could sit down and say, "Hey, here's an idea for a great product." Yeah, how about an we'll, an eggshell sunscreen? <laughs> right. Now we write up a press release and it gets taken taken up everywhere in the world. I I'm baffled how this happens. No, but, I you know what? It's really not confusing at all because people just read headlines, you know? Yeah, I mean, I for the for the most part, I guess they do. I mean, if you if you can read it on Twitter, that's you don't you just don't go any farther than that. Right, right. So you're like, hey, it's cool. They invented a date rape nail polish. Let me tell people about this. Not bothering to stop and realize it actually hasn't been invented yet. Right, and and if if you read the the comments of about this story, um, that you know, everybody had everybody had comments about a product that doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it got into this whole debate about whether this product should even exist, and it's is it victim blaming or you know, <laughs> you know, it's the whole rape culture, and it's wow. it's always so troubling to listen to. But uh, you know, I was just looking at it from a cosmetic formulation standpoint, and to me, it's interesting to to come up with these uh, multifunctional purposes for your products. Because you know, and it's a non-cosmetic one, right? Because it's a nail polish that uh, you know detects something. But but maybe you could like put little make a nail polish that has like solar cells in it, right? And you can oh, create yeah. your own electricity. I thought that would be interesting. And maybe like a scratch and sniff nail polish, you know. <laughs> so there's there's a lot you can do with these these ideas. But uh, as far as this uh, date rape product. Uh, detection product goes i don't i don't know if it if it'll go anywhere i don't even know if it'll work you know? yeah well it's it certainly is innovative again they just have to now you know put it into practice yeah we'll, yeah. we'll see if that can happen you know i read about another innovation which seems like it's a little more legitimate i i don't know if it's actually in a product yet but let me tell you about it it's um you're familiar with the brands uh Eucerin and nivea right i am yeah those are both owned by Beiersdorf. And Beiersdorf has just developed a new compound for sensitive skin that I thought sounded interesting. So they've discovered that one cause of skin irritation is when uh, chemicals cause nerves to fire, and then that signal is interpreted you know, by, as pain or irritation. Well, they've developed this new compound called, their brand name for it is Sim, Sim-sensitive or Sim-sensitive, I guess. And it works by blocking that signal from reaching the nerves. So they tested it with capsaicin which is you know red pepper extract sure and that's known to be irritating and when their active is applied after the pepper extract it reduces or stops the irritation completely and when it's applied before the pepper extract it prevents that irritation from happening at all so it's kind of like those um sensitive toothpastes you know they they block 
the nerve channels. I think they use, I think it's the sodium or calcium channel, I forget. But, but I mean, those toothpastes work great. And I think this uses that same principle. So they said that they'll be marketing this in their Eucerin ultra-sensitive and anti-redness lines. So I don't yeah. know if it's in those products yet. But, you know, if, you know, it's always nice to point out what appears at least to be a legitimate innovation. So if you do have, you know, sensitive skin issues, this might be a product line you'd want to look into. So the skin must have the same sort of receptors that you might find inside the on the teeth. Then? Well, I mean, it's all nerve Gums. channels, so they're certainly yeah. similar. I you know I don't know exactly how they're how they line up, but in prim in principle, it's uh, yeah, it's similar. Well, that does sound like an interesting product, and it's and it's interacting with the the nervous system, which which kind of ties <laughs> into the next story that I saw. Um, about stress um, and its effects on skin. Oh. Uh, did you know that stress can worsen the skin's appearance? Hmm, I guess that's like the kind of thing everybody sort of intuitively knows, but I'm not sure if it's been proven. Yeah, I guess it's it's one of those things where you, when someone says it, you're like, yeah, sure. But there, there hasn't really been any proof for it, but clearly that Byersdorf uh, product suggests that there's some sort of connection between the nervous system and the skin health. Hmm. And uh, in, in this study, there's a dermatologist, uh, Dr. Richard Granstein, uh, has been looking at the impact of stress uh, on skin. And surprise, surprise, uh, stressed skin has more of an inflammatory response than the unstressed skin. And, uh, and so th this is all preliminary research, but the, the and it's, you know, everybody on some level is under stress, so it's difficult to mm -hmm. isolate stress. Yeah, what's as the a, what's the control? Right, as a control, and and so he was looking at he's looking at the idea of uh, compounds that can block the stress signals, and then theoretically those could improve skin. And of course, he ends this by saying, you know, we got some good preliminary results, but we need, uh, you know, more research has to be done. So he must have put out this press release to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to get more of that funding. <laughs> did, well, but did, I mean, is there one example that he's looked at? Like, what kind of stress are we talking about? No, he he was he was saying that uh, he looks at the the sensation of uh, blood flow and uh, the the stress that you know the, the chemicals that are that are released and cause inflammation during stress. And he looked at the levels of those and people and compared it to their skin type. So when you had lower stress, your oh. skin looked better and higher stress. And did he, worse. like, what kind of skin dynamics did they measure? Did they look at, uh, what, redness or wrinkles or what kind of things? Right. Uh, it, it doesn't say exactly what they were looking at, but it was like a dermatologist evaluation. So when you do, like, a skin moisturization test, you look at, uh, you know, a dermatologist looks at it and grades it on a, a five-point right, scale about right. the skin oh. condition. So I'm, I'm assuming that's the type of uh, measurements that he was doing. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, you know, and of course, this research isn't isn't finished, but if you want to reduce your stress, it should improve your skin, at least theoretically. Well, and that's, you know, probably good life advice in general, right? Any right. kind of stress reduction can't be, can't be bad. Um, I saw, um, speaking of compounds that have been proven to work, I saw an interesting article about DEET. Oh, my favorite. I just like to say that. N-N-diethylmethylthalamide. <laughs> Good old DEET. You know, uh, you wrote an article for, uh, 
you know, some other website where you talked about uh, 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 cosmetic and over-the-counter drug skin ingredients that really work. But I noticed you left DEET off that list. I mean, I guess oh. that would fall into that category, I would think. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I do not look at DEET as a cosmetic. Well, I was thinking, I mean, your list was cosmetics and over-the-counter skin products, right? So I, I was kind right. of lumping it into that, you know? But anyway. I am, you know, I, I might have hit the word count for that particular website. <laughs> <but> website. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I was a kid, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, when I was growing up, you know, putting on, you know, any kind of mosquito spray was, it was just like a convenience. You know, if you're outside, you don't want to get bit, you put on some off or whatever. You know, there's another right. another potential sponsor for the show, um, you know. But now there's all this concern about these mo- uh, mosquito-borne diseases. You know, there's West Nile's virus. There's even you know dengue fevers even making some inroads uh, in you know Florida and some of the other southern states. So, you know, fortunately, DEET is a good mosquito repellent. Um, you know, but yeah, but but you know, here's the catch: you'll you'll hear the chemophobes complain that it's not safe particularly that it's been linked to brain swelling. Well, you can rest easy because a recent study confirmed the safety of DEET. So it, uh, I guess this came up a couple of years ago. Uh, there were a, a few fatal cases of encephalopathy, or swelling of the brain, uh, in children ha- who had used DEET. Now, this, this harkens all the way back to the 1980s. Yeah. So the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine uh, I guess, has gone back and done some additional research and found that those early cases were most likely due to other medications that the kids were taking. And they've looked at data going back to 1957, which must be when DEET was first used. So from 1957 until present, they've only found 14 cases where there was uh, of brain swelling where there was any link to DEET. Now, that's out of over 200 million applications of the product every year. Wow. So 14 potential issues out of, you know, 200 million times, you know, 50 years or whatever it's been. So, um, wow. yeah, it really, it, just, it doesn't look like there's any, any issue there whatsoever. It was also interesting that the study confirmed uh, or, uh, that changes in your diet, you know, like people will say to eat lots of garlic, that does not reduce the number of mosquito bites you get. So that's a myth. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I would have suspected it's a myth, but uh, it's it's good to see confirmatory data on yeah, that, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, of course, uh, the chemophobes would say, so you're saying it wasn't zero. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it yes. Does, you're right. It does point to the real difficulty in when you're proving something safe, right? <laughs> right. Because um, how much data is enough? You could never... Uh, that's why in uh, in this sort of area, there's you never really prove safety. You prove more that it's, uh, you know, that it's uh, the opposite of safe, what, unsafe, right? Yeah. If you can or, demonstrate something's unsafe, then it's then it's unsafe. But if you you could never demonstrate that something is a hundred percent safe. Right, but it's it's all you know looking at the at the risks, right? So it seems like these are pretty good odds. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's good to see that. Uh, uh, a, a classic technology is going to continue to be safe, yep. uh, although not safe from bad PR, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are lots of new technologies. And this uh, article that I saw in uh, Entrepreneurs, uh, 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 well, it was entrepreneur.com, 
is about the uh, the 10 innovative beauty products that are going to change your morning routine. Oh, can't wait to hear I'm, about those. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure that I agree with that headline, <laughs> but so so here are, there's it's a combination. Oh, you know, I was I was struck by this list that there's a lot of devices on here mm -hmm. F you know fewer products but uh so th they said there's the the baby quasar light therapy sure so ac according to them there's this uh well there and, and the thing is these products already exist so i'm not sure how they're gonna affect the future but th that's there's a list so the baby quasar light therapy uh, the light is supposed to increase the speed of your cellular growth you know the s cell turnover mm -hmm. right speed that it grows sort of like exfoliating your skin right and they say that even uh this is technology out of nasa and nasa uses it for astronauts in space where they need to i don't know, heal cuts more quickly i, hmm. I don't know i'm i'm a little skeptical of it never myself, heard of that but, yeah. but uh so you can get the baby quasar light and it's theoretically going to help improve your skin and reduce wrinkles and things hmm. then there's the uh the laser hair removal from Tria, and my favorite part of in the article it says it's approved by the FDA. <laughs> and something being approved by the FDA, especially like a laser, a home laser product, that just means that it's it's safe to be sold to people. It doesn't mean it's effective. Right. It's like a medical device classification. It's not proof of efficacy. Exactly. And uh, so. If you're looking for laser hair removal from a home device, you know, these are probably not strong enough to uh, be as effective as, like, what you might get into in a dermatologist's office or something. Well, that's that's the rub on all these, right? Even these, these lights. There are, you know, the phototherapy um, conducted with the right equipment by a trained professional it is a legitimate way to improve your skin condition. But... That doesn't necessarily mean something that's got two AA batteries that you keep in your you know, bathroom cabinet is going to work the same way. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm reminded of that HairMax uh, laser hair growth product. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Sure. That doesn't mean it works just because it's FDA approved. But I'll tell you, I felt cool walking around in public with that thing on. <laughs> you know, you ever, watch, you ever read like Sky Mall magazine in an airplane? Sometimes. Uh, yeah, they like that thing is maggoty with these laser <laughs> hair growth <laughs> products. Uh, all right, and, uh, number three was Google Glass. Uh, they say that Ooh. Google Glass is going to change the uh, the face of beauty advertising and beauty blogging. Oh, so apparently, really? <laughs> apparently, people will be able to use Google Glass and be putting on their makeup at the same time. I, I it's it's more like an advertising thing. I I, I don't really get it. Are you sure that wasn't a typo? They meant that the Apple Watch will change beauty blogging. I think I think that's what they meant. You know what? This article was written before the Apple ah, Apple Watch came out. There you go. Did you uh, incidentally? Did you go and get your own Apple Watch now? Or? Well, it's not out till 2015. So. Oh, gotcha. I, I, but, well, then what came out? What was the big announcement? Uh, iPhones came uh, out. I, I, the iPhone six. Mm -hmm. Did you, so you you got yours yet or? Because, because actually, my uh, my iPhone is is dying, and uh, oh, I might good. have to just go get that. perfect timing. Then. And and I know I know you hate it when I have the more advanced <laughs> Apple product than you. That's <laughs> truer than you know. <laughs> Number four was the Clarisonic. Clarisonic made the list here. That I, like 
this is the future of beauty. It's it's the, Claire Sonic's been around for as long as we've been beauty blogging. <laughs> so true. It's just, uh, but Claire Sonic is good good product, and it, it theoretically could change the way you wash your face. But uh, hmm. you know, I think it's going to be tough to convince people not to use washcloths for the most part. Yeah. Um, the Panasonic Nano hair dryer. It's got moisture penetrating your hair. I, boy. <laughs> They're always trying to come up with some spin on hair dryers, right? That's yeah, that's a tough one. Ionization and you know, it's it's hot air, folks. It's just literally, it's hot air. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, oh, the the worst one on this list is the number six, the Osmosis Skincare, which I, is the that there's that drinkable UV protection. Oh God! Yeah. Uh, like I said, I love the idea of drinkable UV protection, but not homeopathy right that's just absurd (laughs) yeah it's it's so um a couple of this so the last one is kind of my (laughs) is kind of the most interesting to me on all of these is it's the revlon six in one nail file Hmm. so you ever get one of those nail files and you you know you use it a little while and the nail thing goes down well this is six in one okay uh, because once once the top layer is not working anymore you just rip it off, and now you've got another layer. So wait, 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 wait. You mean this is like uh, like an, what we would used to call uh, an emery board, like a sandpaper-style right. nail file? Exactly. It's and, a yeah. six-layered six emery board. Huh. And when the top layer wears down, you just tear it off and move to the next layer. Oh, well, that, that is innovative. Yeah. and I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure what problem it's solving, though, right? <laughs> well, it, I don't know. It's better than biting my nails, which is what I do now. So it, That is true. So there you have it. Some of the 10 of the products that are going to revolutionize beauty. The, I, I, I guess I'm not really seeing it, though. I, uh, now I'm kind of inspired. I think uh, you know maybe we should sit down, put pen to paper, and come up with our own list. I think, I think we could do a better job than entrepreneur. No offense. You know what? I think you're right there. That would make a good show, a subject for for our future show. Yeah, there you go. Well, speaking of future shows, uh, we'll have to save that for next time because we're out of time. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, we we should remind people, though, that uh, they can get more of us. If this wasn't enough, (laughs) this last 30 minutes left you hungry for more. There's plenty more in our latest book, It's Okay to Have Lead in Your Lipstick. And answers to other beauty questions you're dying to know. Absolutely. And you can get a copy of that from uh, our website. If you want a paper copy, we'll autograph that for you. Or you can buy an ebook wherever ebooks are sold. Yeah, excellent. Well, that'll be great. And of course, if you want to get a daily update from us, you can either check out our blog or check out our Twitter feed. So it's, you can just follow us at The Beauty Brains. Very good. Well, Perry, I know you've got to run and get ready for uh, the Russian TV crew that's about to descend on your house. But will you promise to come back next week and uh, give us a, an update? Yeah, I will, I will tell you all about it if, uh, if I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, good luck with that. All right. Thanks. All right. And uh, thanks. Uh, good show today. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next week, remember, be brainy about your beauty. For 820 scientific tests.